0: Welcome to For the Life of Me podcast, where I share musings and perspectives on how we really, truly live a life divine. Even in times with so much chaos and suffering, we can find our divine connection to that which is truth deep inside the hearts of each and every one of us. I'm Julie Pyatt, your host. Thanks so much for joining me. I've been away for some weeks, meaning uh, just really not feeling connected to social media and really able to post. I've been in a, a very deep inner journey, which has been delicious and juicy and nourishing and just divinely loving. It's it's an amazing, amazing moment to have the opportunity to go so deep inside and explore. And... Um, listen to that which our heart and our soul is trying to communicate to us so this wasn't really planned i was sort of going through the flow of my day and found myself um, recording a healing technique actually for my water tiger spiritual mentorship program after i finished recording the technique i felt inspired to turn the mic on and record my first podcast Um, since December. So anyway, thanks so much for sticking with me and understanding that I flow uh, with the rivers of life and um, uh, schedules can't always work for me uh, as I, I try to live authentically connected to what is true for me in each and every moment. I appreciate you and I'm so happy that you're here. So today, uh, one of the topics that's been sort of swimming around in my head a little bit and coming up in meditation has been this topic of how do we manage our own life when people that we respect, treasure, have looked to for guidance suddenly come up with uh, an action, an act, a thought, a belief, an expression, an opinion, a perspective that is different than something we hold. Um, and it's interesting because I think in a human life, a lot of times we're looking for this absolute, you know, this sort of identification to what is the right diet, what is the right opinion, what is the right community, um, who are the right teachers, and um, and then we we sort of analyze that and and come up with a a, a, um, a sort of list of um, you know shared beliefs, shared values, um, shared ways of living. And it can be very tricky because we are all individual life forms, completely unique in the entire omniverse. I speak about it frequently. So there's not another one of you in the entire multiverse. And yet the human being is constantly looking for a consensus reality. And that just seems like pure insanity to me. Um, But I did want to talk a little bit about how do we manage when we disagree with our spiritual teacher or when we disagree with our lover or we disagree with our child? Um, How do we stay in the frequency of unconditional love, of respect and compassion and um, continue to have a relationship or continue to exist in the same space We have billions of life forms on this planet. We're all sharing the same planet. We could all benefit from learning how to allow a person to exist in their own belief system, structure, perspective. It is their individual right um, to experience life the way that they choose to or the way that is natural and aligned with who they are. One of my dearest spiritual energies I'll say um, is an amazing uh, being named Sri Ma Anandamoima and she is an Indian saint who was born realized she spent her life basically sitting in meditation emanating the divine love of the mother and her devotees later in life you know they not later in life but at some point set up an ashram and you know an entire organization around her but she Uh, never wanted that or never needed it and just never identified with any of it. And she's quite extraordinarily beautiful, and I feel a very, very close connection with this being. And I don't often quote people, but I do quote her, and she said something that is very wise and has definitely been um, something that has stuck with me throughout the ages, and that is um, every man is right from his own point of view or every being is right from their own point of view or every woman is right from her own point of view and when you really allow the truth of that statement to settle in either sayings like you know you you don't know another person until you walk a mile in their shoes and You know, we are all human beings. We all are seeking love and comfort and shelter and connection and meaning. And we're informed by the difference of our life print and then also where we incarnated, what our life experiences are. And so I find it curious that we are so quick as a collective to tear down another person or to cancel a person or uh, summarize them or project an experience onto them, which is most of the time has nothing to do with the truth of that individual's experience. I remember being a devotee student sitting in front of various masters, and I so wanted to connect with the consciousness that was inside of me, and I was in adoration of anyone who loved God as I loved God or who cared um, so deeply about the Vedic lineages. And I remember going to see different gurus and teachers and I would literally just emanate all that I had towards them. And I would be interacting with their energy on every level available to me. And one time... I had this teaching come in in meditation that was telling me that the guru's job is sort of a thankless job, because basically what we do is we find a teacher or a mentor or somebody that we look up to or a guru, and we put them on a pedestal. And then later on, when they disappoint us or when they have a belief that we don't agree with or we change or grow um, then we often tear them down and so one of my teachers used to say when you bow down and touch my feet I feel afraid because I know you're going to you know burn me later (laughs) so so um, I was just reflecting on my own judgment, my own process with different teachers and gurus throughout the years, and I remember um, in my early days, I was following uh, some version of teacher, and I found out that this person drank some wine, and so I decided. You know, there's this big discussion of discernment. Like, are they the real deal because they drank wine? And if they were the real deal, then they wouldn't drink wine. They wouldn't need to, to drink wine. And I'm not even talking about being drunk. I'm talking about just drinking wine. Um, another conversation that would come up a lot between devotees would be, well, if somebody's really realized, then they don't need to have, they wouldn't desire sex. So if somebody is a realized being, they're going to be celibate. And if they're not celibate, then that means that they are not realized, (laughs) whatever that means. And as I journeyed along my path, I realized that all of this, again, is just the human desire to create a consensus or some sort of rule book over what a realized being looks like or what a being of a certain level of evolution looks like. And I've come to the realization that it's really just an entirely personal thing. One cannot judge another individual based on their decisions to either drink or not drink, have sex or not have sex, um, have material possessions or not have material possessions. Um, One of the things that I found really interesting was Osho. Um, During his life, um, he acquired like 22 Rolls Royces and... If you know Osho, if you read any of the 1,500 books that he wrote or that were basically transcribed by his teachings, you might understand that he was simply playing with an energy. It's like a he didn't need a Rolls Royce. He was demonstrating an ability to interact with any energy in any space. Um, now, if some of you saw the documentary Wild Wild Country, which was on Netflix, which I devoured and enjoyed I think I watched it 10 times front to back um because I understand that ideology that that um that drive the the heartfelt um adoration of the divine that would lead you into such an experience and also um viewing just such a multi-layered experience of crazy um Uh, achievements of immense love and also of equal amounts of uh, dark forces anti-life just abhorrent behavior um, no regard for human life like it, it was just such a such an expression of extremes and you know and yet it's like again I guess the Downside of that documentary is that they didn't present any of the beautiful teachings of Osho, which would have given it such a greater contrast. And that causes then a lot of people to say, oh, well, so um, developing my spiritual awareness is, you know, dangerous or I'll end up like that. It, it gives it a it gives it a very, I mean, very dark sort of flavor to it, uh, which which it was. I mean, it was. Um, So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. If you watch Wild Wild Country on Netflix, it's quite extraordinary. But I would point out that the key thing is the woman that ran the organization who sort of spearheaded all the really gnarly behavior, she mentioned she's not a meditator. So she was not in her spiritual practice. She was not connecting to source in that way. And she became very power hungry and out of alignment. So anyway, um, why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because again, I think we have to understand that we are all just these different life forms. And uh, in a world where there is so much diversity, um, I advocate for the celebration of diversity. And I think that we can benefit by exercising some new muscles And just watching ourselves when we want to make some absolute judgment about another group, another political group, another spiritual group, um, you know, someone who has a different way of eating, um, I think that we can benefit from softening these uh, walls and prisons of our belief systems. If a belief system is separating you from another being, I think we've lost the point Um, We have to be able to be living examples of that which we hold uh, dear and true to us, that which is life-affirming, that which is expansive. And we need to understand that we're all human and that there is no state of perfection. Things are shifting and changing as we go, moment by moment. And if we can find more love and compassion and really... um, ignite a state of awe and wonder when somebody engages in something that is so counter to how you are. Um, How about exploring meeting that life form in respect, even if it's a dark life form, every life form comes from divinity, as hard as that is to process. And so if we can receive it with respect, we can understand more about it, and possibly exchange experiences that will lead to further evolution, an upliftment, maybe an expansive a perspective, a teaching. But again, the sun is shining on all creation without edit. It's not choosing what career you had or what political party you're with or what you you know belief system about health or what diet do you choose. It's not like, okay, now let's we're going to shine brighter on this group. It's not how it works. So if we can find this love and acceptance and compassion, um, it really reflects within our own hearts. And when we're trying to find uh, lines and rules and boxes, we're really inflicting violence upon our own being because All of us have areas within us that we feel are um, wounded. Uh, We all have times where we've made decisions that we're not in the highest alignment. And we need to start to relax. We need to forgive ourselves. And we need to just understand that we're in this vast maya of life expression. And there's just so many different perspectives. And so... We need to embody our own form and not compromise who we are, but we need to understand that our fractal of the mirror is just one perspective. There are many, many, many perspectives. Um, and so I wanted to just share a little bit about that. I actually did a I did a wine collaboration with Shreemu Do Life, my plant-based artisanal cheese collection. And... One of the reasons is that srimu is just so legit. It's such a legit not-cheese product. It rivals the best of dairy cheese. And one of the great pleasures of human life um, is definitely the experience of wine and cheese, wine and cheese together. Um, I had not drank wine in... I don't know, a very, very long time. I mean, rarely, rarely, rarely I'll take a sip or something. And during the pandemic, my older boys are living here now. They're back and they're in their 20s and they like to drink wine with dinner. And I just for the first time, I just said, okay, like we'll just we we usually don't have any alcohol in our house. We've had Christmases and Thanksgivings and birthdays and we never have any alcohol. And then since the pandemic, I'm like, okay, you know, live your life. And you know, nobody is getting drunk. We're talking about a half a glass with dinner or something like that. And with my tolerance, I can only have literally a drop. Um, my boys know exactly how much they can pour and it, it amounts to like two to three sips. That's, that's my ability. Um, but anyway, it's my choice. It's just the way that my body interacts with wine. Um, wine uh, is, is amazing. It's an amazing culinary experience and if my body could handle it I might drink a whole glass and there would be nothing wrong with that um, so again um, we just need to understand that everything is an opportunity for ritual in life I often talk to parents that I counsel that you know, their greatest sadhana is changing their baby's diapers anything can be a ritual it's the intention you bring to it what do you bring with it um, as you guys know, Srimu is my beloved global offering of awakening and um, aligning with um, beautiful wineries, organic wineries, vegan wineries is a way for us to reach more and more people and to transform the planet. And so um, in case you were wondering, I'm not getting drunk on wine, <laughs> but I do reserve my sovereign right to experience the beauty of wine as ritual as I do everything in my life so anyway I just wanted to share all of that and uh, wanted to invite us all to uh, release our judgment release our need for um, teachers to fit in a box Um, please always take what works for you and just let the rest go you don't have to Believe everything that a human being believes in order to be friends. I recently found myself with uh, a lot of—I'm um, not going to say disagreement—things um, that I'm not in alignment with from some of my very dear teachers, and um, I'm just holding our our relationship in love. You know, it's like I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's not in alignment for me. Okay. So that's all. It doesn't mean that I have to label them a certain way, stop interacting with them. It doesn't mean that everything that I do resonate with is now suddenly, you know, invalid. So let's just soften up a little bit. And next time you're out in the world, try to find the humanity, the connection. Look for the ways that we are alike. Look for the things that you can celebrate in another individual. Understanding, once again, that the sun is shining on all creation without edit. The sun does not prefer you because you're of a certain political party. (laughs) The sun does not prefer you because you eat a certain way. So, again, each one of us, we're responsible for our own choices, for our own experience of life. And so when we put our head down on the table... Let it be our life that we experienced, but we don't need to inflict violence upon others for living differently. That's all I wanna say. Uh, I don't know when I'm gonna be back again, but it does feel good to be communicating and I appreciate you all and I hope that you are all well and feeling held and embraced by the love of the Great Cosmic Mother And so until next time, I'm sending you guys so much love. Be well. Namaste.